And we're back. Yes. Welcome. Welcome. And we're black. I'm going to say it if you won't. Welcome black. Uh, <laughs> Larry Wilmore has a new podcast called Black on the Air. Larry Wilmore was doing something else. He's, his name came up uh, with respect to something. Does he have a new TV show too? I don't I, think I mean, so. Who knows? Maybe. I mean, well, who doesn't have podcasts? <laughs> Case in point. Because it was, it was just nice to hear his voice again. I love Larry Wilmore. Yeah. I love, um, I love Blackish. Bernie Mac. Yeah. I didn't watch his actual uh, talk show, mm-hmm. but I'm sure it was wonderful. The Nightly Show? Yeah. No, it got, it actually got better faster than I feel like uh, Trevor Noah did. Well, that's what I heard, and I also understand... Like, he, did, he tweaked the format a lot in the early days, and, and he, it got good real fast. And he never did he ever do, um, like, he never did celebrity interviews or whatnot, did he? Or he yeah, did. He, it was more like a little panel situation, but oh, really? it was mostly huh. he had regular comedians on, like, a regular kind of people appearing talking about topics, and sometimes they'd have someone, sometimes oh, okay. they wouldn't. So it was always a panel show? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. I always thought it was just him. Oh, maybe I should have watched it at least once. Yeah. Oh, well. And uh, uh, Robin Thady, I think she's getting her own show. Who? She was one of his uh, top lieutenants. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't uh, I don't know. Uh, well, what hath Jon Stewart begat? I mean, really. Yeah. He uh, he did a lot. There, there was a mini reunion thing, I think, that they had on the Colbert show uh, a couple weeks ago. And it's funny, like, because he had mostly only the originals on that. And after they all sat down, except for yeah, except for Samantha B, right? Um, oh. It was all white dudes, and he he actually made the crack himself about what a diverse crowd it was. Well, yeah. it's funny, except when it's not. Yeah, somewhere white snack was like, it's, "You're welcome." Yeah, it's not funnier when you point it yeah. out anymore. It's not funny when you were the only one in the room, as white snack will, I'm sure. Attest yes, to. well, yeah. I mean, uh, John Stewart um, didn't John Stewart tell him to fuck off or something too? Like there was uh, they they had a they had a moment. They had a moment. Yeah. That may have not been John Stewart's best moment. Teachable moments. But I have to say, like, uh, about why Sinek, he's kind of a dick, too. Like, Oh, yeah, he's totally a dick. So, I mean, I think maybe I would have told him to fuck off, too. <laughs> maybe, maybe for some other reasons. But, like, I've heard him interviewed. I'm like, ugh. Like, I'm a huge fan of the Rhonda and Beverly podcast. And um, these two actresses, Jessica Chaffin and Jamie Denbo, play these two characters. And the joy of the show is that all the guests, a celebrity or otherwise, you know, you have to, you're, and these characters are fully realized. Like, you could listen to the show, and if you didn't know, you would think that these actually were two uh, lifelong best friends. Um, But he didn't play the game. It's like, why are you even on the show if you're going to be, like, pouty and petulant? It was very, and I don't like him. Anywho. Um, Yeah, Larry Wilmore. Larry Wilmore. Yeah. He's black on the air. What's the show about? Uh, it's interviews. He basically has almost the same caliber of people that he would have back when uh, he was on his actual show. Oh, then I, you know, I, I will try to download it. I've got a got a lot of stuff in my podcast feed these days. Got a lot of stuff in my um, pseudo DVR. Got a lot so of stuff on Netflix. He had Charlemagne the God yeah. on. He had Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, I'm tired of that. Tired of him too. Oh, that's harsh. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of everybody. Like, I don't fucking care how gravity works. I just don't. He has Norman Lear on. Oh, I love Norman Lear. Yeah. So it's all good times. Uh, Bernie Sanders. 
Oh, well, I mean, <sighs> yeah, I got. I have some, some words for him, too. Yeah. Just because you can't win doesn't mean you should silently allow the apocalypse to start exactly. on your watch. And get out when it's time to get out. Yeah. Don't, don't overstay your welcome, Bernie. Yeah. Whatever. Well, you know, they all have to sleep at night somehow. Mm. Yeah. It, it took a village to elect an idiot. So, you know. Yes, Trump marches on. What do we have, 180 days? Something like that? I don't, it feels longer. Yeah, well, it feels like 180 years. Absolutely. But we do not come here to no. praise Trump. Absolutely not. We came to talk Wonder Woman. Yes. I saw it twice. I saw it once. I, w- I would I would see it twice. I just haven't, what do they say? I haven't had the cycles. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means that obviously that you liked it. I mean, I almost felt like I needed to see it a second time to assure myself that my reaction, while measured overall, I would give it a rating of, you know, ecstatic, was not completely out of bounds. Yeah, I mean, it's... Because I am super emotional right now, so I feel like uh, watching a woman kick and punch that many men, it really resonated with me for a reason, or five right now. But your thoughts first. No, uh, um, I was a huge fan. Um, I I mean, well, okay. I was a huge fan of the first two-thirds. Um, mm-hmm. Like, the, the first act on Themyscira was amazing and I would love to see a movie I mean I don't know how they do it with uh with Connie Nielsen and Robin Wright um we don't need Gal Gadot in the movie it can just be about them oh yeah I um, want to go back to Themyscira and just stay there forever yeah, uh, yeah. I, you know, just how they I would like to see how they built that society um and even just the logistics of so you have all these women who are young um, so this is not a society that could have been around for that long because they were all, I mean, I assume they were all sired by, by fathers. So I just would like to see how they built that society, but I need Connie Nielsen and, um, Robin Wright to be in it. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, they look great, but they can't really play like, you know, 30 year old. Yeah. And that CGA budget would get pretty expensive. Yeah. They, yeah, like they Kurt, them all. yeah. They yeah. Kurt, uh, Kurt Russell them, but God, they were good. They were so good. I just, I could not. They're so good. And their outfits and their crowns and their leather skirts. And the way so they moved, good. just and the way it was, <sighs> it was just, it was amazing. And the fact that, uh, like all of those battle scenes, like I mean, this is always an issue with with fight choreography. Is that if it's cut up too much, you lose any sense of actual of it actually happening in real time and space and where everybody is. But these scenes, you had like you know t- people like doing backflips off horses in the background of a scene. It was just it was really it was so incredibly well choreographed. Um, and I just I loved I loved the mascara. I and I really like the stuff in London as well. I like the stuff. Um, well, I mean, really right up to the big boss, to the first big boss battle, just because it's been done mm-hmm. so much and it really slowed down the movie. And there's, you know, obviously Wonder Woman lives, so, so, there's, so there's not even any stakes, really. So Nothing. what do you mean by first big boss battle? So you're not saying No Man's Land. You mean like no, the, no, no, the I'm, third act? I'm talking about, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the one with Danny Houston and, yeah. the, and then the one with David Thewlis, yeah. uh, which was one too many. Um and it just becomes a big CGI extravaganza, and it really does slow down the action. Um, and I don't know, like, I don't have an alternative for how you end a superhero movie, but 
they all tend to end this way. Um, at least it wasn't a big sky portal. Um, so, but your choices seem to be sky portal or just gigantic CGI creation um, that seems weightless when she's fighting it, and but ultimately gets defeated. So, um, like I hope in Black Panther that they do something different because it's just it really it's so predictable at this point oh we'll talk about that black panther trailer for like the entire last part of i haven't the watched the trailer so i'll have to watch the trailer i oh, heard yeah. about it but i we'll wanted take a to break uh and watch it together I was, it was busy and i wanted to to settle down yeah but uh we can also revisit the debate about uh zendaya and tom holland who's the best dancer and i have uh, definitive proof that it's tom holland Yes, I watched that lipstick yes. battle thing, and I will concede. His umbrella? I mean, oh I, I can see. God. 100% concede. That flip. We don't have to debate it. You're okay, right. Okay, good. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Also, I found myself, I've never actually found him in any way arousing, but him as Rihanna, I found he's it moved. He, so I'm just going to say it moved. He's going to yeah. be like a bit of a, yeah, like, yeah. I just, I mean, he's such, he's, he's a young boy, so it's not like, but he's just, I find him adorable. I don't find him sexy i just find him adorable because he seems like a sweet little kid yeah uh anyway so uh wonder woman um yeah but um i the running time was perfect for me um i couldn't have been happier and i I think a lot of people experienced a moment where they got the chills and teared up Uh, it came for different people at different times for me it was just when she was uh in no man's land just crouched down uh taking all those artillery hits and being fearless about it, mm-hmm. um, it just and then that was the moment where I thought, uh, like this is like I wish I was a little girl seeing this. Um, representation does matter. The fact that this is um, not just a story about uh, a female superhero, but the fact that this movie is helmed by a woman and it is as good as or better than anything a man could direct, um, like something of this size and scope with this kind with these kind of effects. Women don't get to do it, and you know the the it's like it's just like they're thinking that they can't because they never have. Yeah, like women in STEM, it's like they can't possibly do it. Like the gap is too big, and we're not gonna we're not gonna spend millions of dollars for some woman to try. Um, but the fact that it's it's an amazing looking movie, um, and it made me it, it made me really emotional. Um, so yeah, the movie um, it hit me in all the right feels, and it's also a great like it's a great movie in and of itself, but. The fact that um, there is that kind of representation just makes it even more enjoyable. So overall ranking of woke or not woke for Wonder Woman? Uh, Gal Gadot, not woke, Wonder Woman, woke. All right. Yeah, I was the film. She's problematic because she's problematic. Yes. The film is woke. And there were even some nice little moments, like with the character who talked about wanting to be an actor but being oh, the wrong yes. color. Yes, the Moroccan yeah. uh, Saeed Tamagawa. This, I'm going to but. Uh, butchered his last name but yeah that was that was um a very nice meta moment um and like in the stuff with Ewan Bremner and his PTSD um and uh the Native American guy who came to Europe because there was no place for him in America um even though he didn't have a side in the war uh like they had really nice little character beats and they seemed um yeah like it's obviously someone thought about the politics of that particular band of misfits rather than just giving them like quirky personalities. And even just not painting the, you know, 
Steve Trevor sort of American side as like all good. Yeah, like that little scene uh, yeah. with her and I mean, unfortunately, they called him Chief, but whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, where you know his, you know they basically Steve Trevor and his his well not Steve Trevor but mm-hmm. Steve Trevor's uh, people are responsible for the decimation of his people. Um, it was just a nice little scene where they were just by the campfire and they just acknowledged it. And so I think the movie had a couple of small beats like that, which um, I think Zack Snyder would not have um, necessarily put in a movie. I mean, even if they were in, although there were three writers, he was allegedly one of them. But I think Although the a, only thing I think he had a part heavy-handed in was that third act that... Yes, and I think, I mean, does he have a writing credit or does he have a story by credit? Oh, story, I think so. Yeah, so that's, yeah, I don't think yeah. he actually did any of the writing. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I can't imagine him writing, and I can't imagine any man shooting Themyscira the way it was shot, because yes, they were in sort of leather kilts and bodysuits. But, but it wasn't, it was about their athleticism, not about their yeah, sex appeal, the way the difference. There was only one scene where the way it was shot and from the side and whatever, you know, Beyonce fan wind effects, because she surely did borrow Beyonce's fan for this movie every yeah. time. Every time you got a full-on shot, oh, it the was hair. like Beyonce's I mean, I mean, hair. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Gal Gadot is also stunning, which is actually, I mean, I was like, oh, she's too good looking. It is that. distracting, but, as they said it when yeah. they were addressing her. But then I'm like, she is a god. Yeah. So, okay, I, I, can, I can with this because she's too good looking to be a human being, so it kind of makes sense. It does. It really she's, does. She's, I mean, she's... It's downingly beautiful. It's it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it's like it's you know she blows Chris Pine. I'm like Chris Pine is punching way above his weight. In this yeah, movie. and he's a good looking man. Yeah, I feel like his character sort of realized that he's like, well, well, I got one in. Yeah, I, like, that's enough. Know, God, God bless. Yeah, Trevor. that'll do. But yeah, uh, there's one scene where you almost see like the the top of her the, booty. The, the, yeah, the, of the, booty. the bottom of her booty, like yeah. the bottom curve of her booty. And what I found remarkable about that, aside the fact that. You know, the booty's perfect. The booty's perfect, and it does indeed indicate that her legs do eventually end, end. somewhere. Yeah. So somewhere between here and heaven. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was remarkable in that that was the first time you were seeing that. Whereas, if any man had shot yep. this film, every camera angle would have been at least a couple of inches lower, just so you would have had a lot more upskirt. Michael Bay would have totally panned up her. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's funny because that's... It was so not lascivious that, like, the little bit of butt curve that you get once in that one profile shot was actually noticeable for the lack of it all the way up to that yeah, point. That's what, yeah, because I, I knew exactly what you were talking about because that's the only time in the movie where, um, you know, her costume is, you know, it's revealing, but it's the kind of thing that you would wear. I mean, just like uh, in... Um, Roman soldiers wore skirts or uh, or Scottish um, warriors wear kilts because it's easy to move around with them. They're actually yeah. way more comfortable because they're not restrictive like pants or shorts would be. So it makes sense that these women are wearing these costumes to make themselves better warriors. And it's not shot lasciviously at all. Like you look at a thigh, but like you see like a well-toned thigh, but it's because these women are athletes, not because they're models. And you don't ever get that. And it's like, and I don't know if that's just like, you know, like how much of that is, you know, like what I'm bringing to the movie and knowing that it was directed by a female. But I feel like, like objectively, it is that too. Like it's, it's not shot um, to, to sexualize these women in any way. I mean, the costume in general, if you think of that pilot for the DVD Kelly series that oh, thankfully with, never oh, made it. with Adrian Felicki. Yeah. Oh, well, and is, then you look at where, where the bustier comes up to where the armor comes up to on Gal Gadot, it's like, oh, one of these is an outfit that's bit 
built to titillate, and one of these is an outfit that's built to Deflect. actually do things and yeah. to move, to be able to raise your arms and actually, like, throw a whip around. And yeah, I mean, I think one of my favorite scenes was when she was trying on dresses and doing those, because she used to be a dancer, so she could mm. kick pretty much over her own head, but her just, like, kicking out to see how high she could kick in a long uh, uh, Victorian... Is, is 19 yeah yeah that's a victorian era in a, in a victorian or Edwardian, whatever uh in, in a dress it was really funny because clearly that's i mean it's a beat that we didn't need but clearly she dresses for uh for battle not for anything else yeah it's not to titillate exactly yeah it's it, it, i i thought it would be better than other DC movies. I didn't know by far, like, how yeah, much better. You would not think like these... If you, if you take the Nolan ones out of it, yeah. which, in a way, the Nolan ones are almost not even really DC yeah. movies. And they got worse it, over time. Too. It's heads and, head and shoulders above anything else. It's almost like it's not uh, made by the same company. Yeah, like, I like it better than any Batman movie, uh, to be perfectly honest. And The Dark Knight is... Uh, that's the... Um, that's it. That's the Heath Ledger one, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the only one that I really, really like. But um, so maybe as a maybe as an overall film, maybe uh, I, technically that might be a better movie. But this, but Wonder Woman, because there's no, um, there's very little darkness in it. It's such, I had such a good time. Like it's a perfect uh, summer movie. It's the kind of like it. So what else is coming? Like a. Um, Spider-Man, which I think will give me the same kind of joy. Yeah. Um, but it's nice to see a superhero movie that is just about bringing you joy and making you happy and not being about how dark the character is. In the uh, origin story, I could have happily spent more time on Themyscira, yeah. but they didn't make it all about the origin of just her. They made it about sort of this community of strong women that she comes from. And it's also an origin story that we haven't seen because yeah. it hasn't ever been in a film before. Yeah. So... Um, it's not like the, um, like even with, with Spider-Man, um, I mean, we've seen his, I mean, the last 15 years we've seen the origin story told this would be the third time. Um, but hopefully they, mm, oh, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, you have like a young Aunt May, so that makes things slightly different. Yeah. And I don't know how much, um, um, uncle, what's his name? Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben. Yeah. Like I don't even know how much he factors in. Yeah. How much he factors in. Uh, but I kind of need them to be really quick about it. If it's just a rehash, if it's a reinvention, that's okay. I, I just don't want them to make Aunt May somebody's girlfriend, like the villain or someone. And I don't want oh, them to fridge yeah. Aunt May. Like, yeah. just let her be yeah, you Aunt May. In the fridge, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's Marissa Tomei. So that gives me hope. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, but they've done worse to better female actresses in the comic book universe, so we'll have to see. That is true, but I feel like Marvel... Um, They're slightly less terrible. But this is Sony, right? This is Sony Studios? It, it's is a, it, it's a Sony it? Marvel co-pro, okay. but I believe yeah. Marvel had all the story. Yeah, because I feel like they got better with their female characters over time. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that carries over um, as part of the universe, so maybe they'll, you know, uh, Kevin Feige will... Um, had bring the same sort of overarching sensibility when it comes to female characters. I can hope. I mean, you know, we also have Zendaya, who, you know, uh, they have to do right by that character as well. So I, I actually have I have hope because Marvel has sort of 
they've um, they've pre- like with Black um, with Black Widow, and with um, uh, what's the girl who the Elizabeth Olsen's character, uh, Quicksilver's sister, Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch, yeah. Like she got better. In yeah, the in the movie second too. one. Yeah. So they um, Marvel is when they have a woman problem. I think they realize it and try to make it right. So I hope that they've, they're going to carry through all that learning and make these good female characters. But yeah, for the first time, Marvel has catching up to do, to DC, in terms with, of... With women, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, like Miss Marvel? Yeah, this Captain, is a, this sorry, is Captain a Marvel. huge... Yeah, Captain Marvel has... This is a huge leapfrog yeah, moment for DC. Has got to uh, deliver. They better come correct. Yeah. And it's so interesting because... Normally, after any DC movie comes out, the internet's full of sort of, um, not full, but there, there's there's a vocal minority of DC fans who take umbrage with the way movies are reviewed uh, and, you know, accuse reviewers of being paid Marvel shills yes. and everything else. Yes. Yeah. And their silence this time was notable in that I feel like the, the Venn circle of angry men on the internet who don't like women talking and people who and, and DC accuse, fans. and not, not DC fans, but like the kind of people who would be so irrational as to accuse somebody of reviewing something like suicide squad yeah. negatively on purpose because they're accepting right. money from Marvel. Right. I feel like that those two men circles have some overlap, but this is so down. Yeah. The amount of people coming out and being ecstatic about this, there was initially a little collection of reviews that were problematic, one would say. And yeah, that so they, one of them was it, was it David Bean Cooley? Um, uh, there was a, it was one of the Vulture guys, I think, as well. Was it a Vulture guy? Was it a Slick guy? Yeah, I, I think it was a Vulture guy. Yeah. Or, or, yeah, because Vulture is, is, New, is New York Magazine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who made it about um, his boner. And I mean... I would say any real man who is attracted to women, if you find this movie leaves you flaccid, then you need to unpack your own issues. But Because my don't... metaphorical penis was, I would say, sprung from the moment like the, the movie started. It was so great. Like, I could not imagine if you actually, if you truly love women, I can't imagine you Why being you completely soft. Yeah. yeah. You'd be a little bit hard, just from excitement. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I want to say about that person's penis and its function or lack thereof. But yeah, there were a lot of um, reviews in the beginning that were problematic that were then shouted down. And when I've listened to other reviewers, it's it's almost like I can see that the men are almost scared to say well, what they didn't like about it. So but You can not like something about the movie, but if you're completely missing the mark, like make it a substantive... Um, yeah argument that's like saying i didn't like fast and the furious because i didn't want to fuck the rock like it that's not what the movie like that's your whole like that's your own side issue also if you don't want to fuck the rock what, what's wrong with you yeah um you know i you know i like dave batista better than the rock that's a whole that's that's a whole other thing it's okay um, to like one more than the other but it's uh, it doesn't there's no part yeah, of me that would ever say no to exactly yeah, word, yes. yeah i can't imagine a world in where if the rock wanted to hit it, I would be like, oh, no, rock. I, I'd prefer. <laughs> you would tap the rock. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I feel like the rock taps you. But, yeah, I mean, so now when you're looking at Star Wars, uh, at Star Wars Universe, which is, you know, uh, both movies have female leads, and you have 
Then you have Wonder Woman. Uh, it becomes more and more difficult to make the argument that you can't make movies, profitable, popular movies with females at the at the head. So um, it doesn't doesn't mean I want every movie to be a female-led movie, but um, it, can we just stop the debate and make good stories yes. that are told well and shot well and have women in them? Sometimes. Um, often. Yeah. Well, you know. Every now and again. You yeah. know what? I'd be okay with 50% because that's yeah. representation, but, you know, that's probably never going to happen. But That's ridiculous. But let's not even make it, like, a thing yeah. anymore. Like, just let it be. Yeah. I do feel like the Rotten Tomatoes rating of 92% is almost, I'm not going to say artificially high because it's really good. I love it. But I feel like after some of the initial reactions to some reviews... People may have been scared to say anything that, although yeah. it seems like people are fairly unanimous in that the third act was not as good as the first two acts. But it was, I mean, it, it, it demonstrably yeah. wasn't. So but, a movie where that many people agree that there was at least one weak area, a 92% overall, like... But that's the thing... That's... I mean, in these ratings, the way they aggregate them, it's questionable yeah, like, at best. Yeah, so that just means that's the percentage of positive reviews. That's not... A, a critic saying, I give this movie 92%. Yeah, and most critics don't actually give a number like Reviews. that. Yeah. So, like, it might be, like, an, yeah, so, like, a B would be considered a positive score. So that goes into uh, the aggregator, which is fine. Um, but, yeah, but that's, but what it does tell you is that. So, yeah, it's 76 it's on mostly, uh, Metacritic. Yes. So it, all this tells you is that. That's so very high, though. Is, is that it's been mostly positively reviewed, which that, that's a good thing. Yes. If most people like it, then it means you're probably going to like it. It might not be the best thing you've ever seen, but chances are you're going to like it. And it's not going to be divisive. Unless you really, really can't stand to see that many women talking. But, don't go, but why would you go to see that movie if you didn't want to see women talking? Yeah. Again, I feel like this is a challenge for uh, people who normally go to see every superhero movie. Uh, for some individuals, they may want to see it because of the genre, but then be less enthusiastic because of the gender of the main character. And, and it's funny because this makes me not want to see, not that I ever wanted to see Justice League, this really makes me not want to see Justice League. I wanted to skip that and wait for the next Wonder Woman movie because no matter what, it's not going to be all Wonder Woman. Um, so I have almost no interest in it. Well, I'm hoping the, the Joss Whedon edit gives her more time. I feel like any Joss Whedon edit will give her at least three to ten minutes more screen time than she was going to have in a Zack Snyder edit. And I'm yeah. hoping that three to those Depending three to ten minutes yeah. aren't, you know, the camera panning her up ass. her legs. Yeah, yeah, like, is it her trying on red dresses with slits? Yeah, I really hope not. You know, so, yeah, I, uh, um, I'll i take a wait-and-see um, approach. But, yeah, like, this movie's so good that I don't want the character in any way. Um, like, I don't want to see uh, Wonder Woman show up in something inferior. Although, I mean, she was the only good part of uh, Batman v Superman. Yeah. So, um but there wasn't enough of her. And I would never watch that ever again. I even loved her modern day job. Some curator of weapons oh, of the antiquities. Like, yes. They just, I'm so, it was. We need, we need Wonder Woman now yeah, more than ever. We really, really did. Yeah. The year of the Woman's March and everything else that's going on, yeah. she's the hero we need. And God damn it, with everything else going on. She's the hero we deserve. And we lost Princess Leia, so yeah. we need, now we, we have a different princess. We lost Princess Leia, and now we have Princess Diana. Yeah. 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 Everything was... It was better than I expected. It was exactly what I needed. 
it was there was humor. Yep. There was actually a splash of color here and there. Yeah. That blue dress, good gravy. Oh yeah, the one she wore to yeah. the uh, to the well, called the Eagle Center. And it's not it was. just the way it looks on her body. It's the fact that it's like in a in a universe that has been washed out and desaturated to have any like bright you know fully you know saturated color like yeah. that. It's just so refreshing. It gives your eyes a restroom. All this like uh, sepia grayscale nonsense of the other movies. Like you get to see a pop of color, which yep. I truly enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. You know, Wonder Woman is a. Let's hope that uh, the rest of the summer can live up to the high water mark. Because uh, it's going to take a lot. It is. To, for something to supersede this in my affection this summer. Me too. But we'll see. All right. Well, we're going to take a break and watch the Black Panther trailer about four or five times. This one. And we're back. Yes. Having just seen. All the black. Yeah. Uh, the. Uh, Black Panther trailer um, three times. We had to. Because the eye cannot take in everything at once. The frame is so full of... Um, well, I mean, it's... People... Um, it looks like the production design is on fleek. Um, sorry, I used the expression on fleek. Um, but yeah, like this movie is... Uh, if the movie holds one-tenth of the promise of the trailer, then I'm going to be really, really happy. It will be my new, in my top three at least, of Marvel movies. Oh, for sure. easily. Easily. Yeah. Just so much blackness. Yeah, I, uh, it's, I'm very, very excited. It looks great. And everybody looks great. Like, it was one of these things, like this is, you know, typically with any kind of like superhero movie, people are wearing costumes. They look ridiculous. But these people do not look ridiculous. They look so fucking cool. Yeah. Like yeah. they just—I mean, Forrest Whitaker's got looks like a gigantic leopard dots all over, but it just—it looks like it—it's not—it's not ridiculous at all. Has Lupita Nyong'o been able to look that good in any film yet? Uh, no, she. Uh, She's constantly looking roughed up or embattled, or the you know. closest that she would have come would be in that movie where she was with Liam Neeson when she was a flight attendant with Lady Mary. Yeah. Um. But no, she is. Uh, well, Lupita Nyong'o hasn't made that many movies. This yeah. might be her fourth or fifth film. That's true. But this is the first movie where, She's, at least in the trailer, she looks as good as she looks in a rock carpet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, uh, yeah, because um, wasn't 12 Years a Slave was her first time on camera. Uh-huh. And then she made another movie in Africa. She was Queen of Cotway. Yeah, she was Queen of Cotway. She was, she was flight attendant. She uh-huh. was... Uh, she was uh, Mass Kanata, who was motion capture. And then she, she was, was in, on in, Broadway as well in that play. Yeah, that, with Danai Guerrero. Yeah. Um, and she was in uh, The Jungle Book, um, wasn't she? I think she, yeah, was, I think she was. And then she was a voice in uh, Force Awakens of um, the um, little... Uh, yeah, Mass Kanata. So, yeah. so she did sort of like two back-to-back CGI characters. Yeah. Why well, you would do that to Lupita, I have no idea. So yeah, like, she's never looked like herself in, in, in a film. Yeah, so... So, yeah. It looks amazing. You're, you're welcome, world. Yeah. We had to watch it three times for Mel to see who was walking next to Michael B. Jordan. Ugh. Yeah. Because Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. In the way he's holding his head. Like, wow. he's, he's. You just bit your lip like Gal Gadot did in that interview when she was watching Chris Pine instead of listening to the questions. He's, but he's a real steam sealer. He is. Did I say steam sealer? Yeah. I meant steam stealer. <laughs> Something stealer. Yeah, but no. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, yeah. Um. Good times. Yeah. 
Good times are coming in 2018. February 16th. Let's hope 2018. If we're all still. If the world can make on this it. planet. I know. I know we're in the middle. there's something to look forward to. Don't kill yourself. Right now we're in Apocalypse, the prequel, but if the world could just hold on till February 17th, I'd be yes. okay. Yeah. That's all you need to do. Yeah. Uh, I just need time to see this movie, and then y'all yeah. can just finish letting it burn. Yeah. Like, I, I never have I ever hoped for summer to be over so fast in my life. Yeah. It's, yeah. Peak. I just... I wonder what people will feel, and I really can't wait for the movie reviews where you hear people who, when you hear them review things, they often, and I'm going to give them the unconscious bias pass, they always forget the black character. I remember listening to a mini review of Big Little Lies, and they talked about everyone. But Zoe. But Zoe Kravitz. Yes. And... I wonder what this movie will be like. Well, those reviewers just only talk about Andy Serkis and Martin Freeman. <laughs> like, are they just going to talk about how that scene mirrors the the riddles in the cave, or like, and just have two minute reviews? Or are they actually going um, to have to learn how to pronounce a bunch of black actors' names? Okay. Are they going to actually have to yeah. remember so how to tell black names. people apart? Because as many black people are in this movie, they're still probably an equal number of black actors that aren't in this movie. So I'm looking forward also to tons of awkward moments on red carpets where people pull the, you know, hidden fences. Hidden fences, yeah. Yeah. Um, And how much do you love playing Black Panther? Insert actor who was not in it here. uh, I'm going to, well, we'll see. I'm going to give people a little bit more credit than that. Um, Oh, that's sweet. But, um, yeah, I, I would say just because of the profile, of this film, because I think about, um, like, in my uh, my corollary would be, um, uh, uh, what's the NWA movie? Was it Straight, straight Out of Compton? Yeah, Straight Outta Compton. Like, um, the, like, so much praise was heaped upon that movie um, and great critical consensus and people figured out, like, they knew who the actors were. So I kind of think uh, we're getting to a better place. Like, I... Not that there's not going to be somebody who goes rogue, yeah. but we're getting I there. Think for but the most we're, part, we're not there, and especially, I mean, the, I, and it was hard. Also, there weren't that many. Straight Outta Compton started to get more sites talking about it, and podcasts talking about it after it did so well. Yeah, it wasn't think, the other way around. Like a lot of the things I listened to, where they, you know, have those screeners, they watch them early, and they have those, you know, episodes of their podcast already on day one. Shadow Compton's one where I actually had to hunt for content on it until it picked up. But I think it might also be because of, like, that movie had no expectations going into it. Like, I didn't expect it to be good, so, um, but there's going to be so much uh, focus on this movie that every, like, this is going to be a huge release. Uh, especially coming, which makes me curious as to why they're putting it in February, because February is traditionally a terrible month for movies. Uh, you don't get a lot of big, um, Ten poles um, in February, so their release date is kind of curious to me. Uh, like, obviously, it's not going to be a movie that's going to be in award contention, but it's just a really oh my god! It's because it's Black History Month. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to figure. Because yeah, that's the only reason that, and that's really <laughs> stupid because February is not a good month to release this movie. Although we did say. April was the new February because they've been past couple years. Good things happen coming out in February. 
Well, okay. Let's hope that this is. <laughs> hope this is part of the yeah. shift, or not, because they're jumping the black movie in February because they don't think it's going to do as well as the other ones, and because it's Black History Month. No, although I, I don't think it's dumping it. I think they're trying to. I think this is a studio executive's attempt at being woke, um, but completely misreading the room. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, you should have this in summer. Yeah, this should be coming out now. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll see. I wonder what the cocoa butter bread was on this film. Because everyone's really supple. Oh, they are so supple. Mm, no, then, no Ashley Larry's in that trailer. I wonder where they. Uh, I assume it's shot on a soundstage somewhere and, and not in some humid climb. So um, yeah, uh, yeah. No, this is um, this is this this is uh, big. Yeah, yeah. And there hasn't been. I mean, there's. I don't think there's any. There hasn't been any movie like this. Never. Like not not Blade because you know we're talking like, or um, uh, what was the movie? There was the one. Not Blade. Um, the guy, um, he kind of looks like Mike Tyson. Um, he was a black superhero. Um, do you know who I'm talking Spawn? about? Yeah, Spawn? Yeah, uh, Spawn. But once again, these are this is like one single character. It's not an entire ecosystem. Yeah. Um, so this is this is a huge shift. I really I struggle with how excited I am about this to have. In the same, if not calendar year, but sort of twelve month cycle, Wonder Woman and Black Panther. It, it's a it, previously, it, I was thinking it was a terrible time to be alive. Some days still not so great, but there's things that indicate that the needle is slowly inching forward and not always being, you know, clawed back. Yeah, I mean, well, just I mean, this movie would have never happened even ten years ago. Ever. No, ever. But, but just... Um, they would have somehow found a way to, even if they did a Black Panther movie, have it set mostly in sort of modern-day America, and you'd only get flashbacks to Wakanda, and you wouldn't see this, like, universe of blackness, yeah. where it looks like this movie is set entirely in Wakanda, and, you know, sort of back to the Wonder Woman conversation, that would be possibly the only thing that I could say could have made Wonder Woman even better if you'd had some way to have part of the second act on Themyscira as well, like yeah. deal with a little more, you know, invasion stuff and then take yeah. her out into the real world because I feel like, again, that it's almost like the world is more ready to have Black Panther mostly in Wakanda than to have a Wonder Woman mostly amongst the Amazons. Yeah, I mean, you know, even um, not just Wonder Woman being back at Themyscira, but I, I was like, I want to know what happened um, after that. I mean, I did think it was him. I mean, when you start nitpicking about the fact that this island is not, it's not an impenetrable shield, so why no one else has happened upon it um, is a little bit curious. But yeah, I'm just, I want to know what happened after she left and why can't, I don't know why she can't return if it's just like you, you leave, it's basically like saying if you leave this house, you can never come back. Yeah, um, my house, my rules. Uh, but that's not the way that it was framed, so there was a little bit of ambiguity around it. But yeah, like, I want to know what happened in the aftermath. I mean, um, this island was discovered. Uh, so, yeah, I basically want a whole universe that's about Themyscira before and after uh, the the Germans invaded. Yeah. But hopefully they'll get to get there because the feedback on Themyscira and all of the reviews is sort of universally that's, thumbs yeah. up. Yeah. That's the part that everyone loves without it, reserve. It was so good. It was so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So, but... We're seeing kind of the promise of that point of view with the Black Panther trailer in that we're seeing it being 
hopefully entirely like on Wakanda. Yeah. yeah. And I, I pray that that's what it is and not that we're seeing mostly Wakanda shots and that somehow they find a way to pull half of the movie out of that Yeah, I mean, because that's, that's sort of like the... Like in Thor, we spend a lot yeah. of time uh, on Asgard, but we spend a lot of time on Earth, too. So, And we don't need to move him off Wakanda even to have... If he needs another last-minute Avenger to help him out, he's still got a Bucky on ice. Yeah, I mean, but yeah Bucky's, a, like, sitting in a lab there, ready to be unboxed. But is this a... Is this, sorry, uh, is this a prequel or a sequel to um, Civil War? Uh, like, do we see him before? Timeline, I'm assuming this is after Civil War, because he's not the king until his father is killed, and his father's killed in Civil War. Oh, but is he king in this movie? If he's wearing the outfit, I think the whole Black Panther garb, at least the way Legend goes in the comics, is like, you become the Black Panther when you're the king. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so you get the whole... Okay. All right, I did not know that. You get the whole level up, the okay. outfit, the bomb-ass necklace, there's a ring. Oh. Well. There's a whole situation. <laughs> of course. It's yeah. A... Well, that's okay. Yeah, then I did I did a lot deep into mythology. Um, but yeah, no, so um, anyway. So, like, maybe he was, you know... Kitten Panther before, whatever, and I need to go back because I was just uh, getting back into the Ta-Nehisi Coates uh, Black Panther, although they did, Marvel canceled the World of Wakanda series that was also going on as well. Although I feel like that was a big misstep as well because why would Marvel Comics cancel one of the universal Black Panther comics that they've been uh, bringing out just as this, before this trailer came out? Mm. Like, if anything, they should have yeah. seen if there's a bump in sales. After this trailer comes out, well, why did uh, why did Warner's not uh, sign Patty Jenkins to a sequel? Right, and now, I mean, and now that that question is, and, and, and I think there's no guarantee till she signed. Yeah, but I, they I, could but still I'm let a man sure. direct the next but one. I'm actually pretty sure that uh, they're not stupid. They see the success of the movie, yeah. and, and the critical praise. Um, I think they're gonna pay her a lot of money to bring her back. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're trying to replace her like they did with Catherine Hardwick. Yeah, I think they want her back because she's critical to the success of the movie. Let's hope not, because um, I just I feel like sometimes when a woman does something well, there's always other people there ready to say, "Well, if she did that, imagine what I could do with it." And that yeah. person saying that is usually a dude, and that dude usually has a whole bunch of other dude friends that are usually the bosses of things. But once again, like I think just because of the lens that's on this movie. Uh, and like it's part of the cultural conversation now, um, and it's a resurrection of a character that you know people have been trying to make this movie for years, uh, either on TV. Like in, you know, once upon a time, it was going to be Sandra Bullock. Like this mm -hmm. property has they've never known what to do with it. They finally figured out what mm -hmm. to do with it. I think they are not going to try to to tamper at all with the with the um, with the formula. And let's be realistic. And I hope I hope they can afford they can afford to the right Patty Jenkins. She's not yeah. gonna ask for like twenty million dollars to direct this movie. They can pay her. They don't pay directors much in these franchise films anyway. Joss yeah. Whedon has said that he made more money off Doctor Horrible than he did off of directing <laughs> really? the Avengers. Yeah, the original Avengers movie. Wow. Okay that's they don't pay directors a lot in these the the talent gets it, the effects, budget marketing like the money the directors are not disposable but definitely the directors in these sort of franchise genre films they are probably the only element that is more disposable than other things you think of what happened you know with edgar wright on ant-man yeah like they are the only ones that do appear to be at least from the perspective of the 
comic book studios well, the, way- the most easily replaced. But so think- while I hope they keep Patty Jenkins, but and I, I pray they keep Patty Jenkins. It's a easy calculation, though. Yeah. I mean, they... They kept Zack Snyder, and he did all those yes. bad ones. If they get rid of her after doing a good one, that just seems dumb. But, but even from a money perspective, this movie outperformed expectations, so they have... A, they can pay her with some of the money that they didn't expect to make, because without her, this movie wouldn't have made the money. I think it's a really... I think it's a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, so I'm pretty sure we'll hear sooner rather than later that she re-signed. I hope so. We'll see. Um, yeah. So yeah, All that's... Right. I think that's enough. Like, let's yeah, just... I think that's Let's uh, just finish it talking about only positive things. Yeah. Things we loved. Wonder Woman. Uh, Black Panther. I don't think we even need to do a woke or not woke pre-assessment. Uh, that's... Yeah. No, that was... <laughs> no. This needs yeah. a ghetto pass. <laughs> And we'll leave that right there. Yep. Later. Later.